I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, a physician and voice technology futurist. Voice First Technology is rapidly becoming the operating system of our lives, and it will completely revolutionize the way we experience healthcare. Let's talk voice. Voice First Health. The future of health is voice. Hello, and welcome to episode number six of Voice First Health. Today, I have a really great guest, Anne Weiler. She is the CEO and co-founder of WellPepper, and I'll... As part of that company, they have also produced an incredible product called SugarPod. And in fact, their company was the winner of the Alexa Diabetes Challenge sponsored by Merck. And so she comes to us with a wealth of knowledge about using technologies for patient care and also now incorporating these technologies through a voice interface to provide more of a connection with patients and ultimately to help with better patient outcomes. So I am really, really excited to have Anne on the podcast today. In the podcast, we talk a little bit about her background, uh, the story behind Wellpepper, uh, and of course the story behind SugarPod and her experience with the Alexa Diabetes Challenge. And so uh, I'm really, really pleased and excited to bring you uh, the interview with Anne Weiler. Hi there, Anne. Uh, welcome to the Voice First Health Podcast. It's great to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Thanks very much. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me and thanks for joining our audience. I'd like to start by learning a little bit about your background. Uh, we're going to get into all the fantastic things that you're doing in the healthcare space and the Voice First Health uh, space as well, of course. But maybe you can start off by telling us a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you are and what you're doing. Sure. Um, I'm uh, really a technologist by background. Um, I've spent my whole career in the tech industry, including 10 years at Microsoft after Microsoft acquired uh, the Canadian company Encompass Labs. Uh, We made web content management software and Microsoft acquired that company in 2001. And then I spent 10 years at Microsoft doing various things in product management, bringing products to market, um, finding, finding new opportunities. And um, I actually got into healthcare in particular through personal experience when my mom contracted a rare autoimmune disease and she spent six months in the hospital. And then, you know, there was some lack of continuity of care when she was discharged. So um, my co-founder and I, who, who had both been at that same Canadian company, um, founded WellPepper to really look at how do we support patients outside the clinic. And at the time when we started, we were doing that through uh, mobile apps. Uh, and we were, we were mobile first because we felt that people had an emotional connection to their mobile devices. Um, but recently, we started incorporating voice because we're seeing that the emotional connection that people have with voice devices is actually even stronger than mobile devices, and for certain scenarios, especially those in the home, uh, voice can be really powerful. That's very interesting. Can you comment a little bit more about the emotional connection between uh, the mobile and the voice in terms of the emotional connection? Uh, sure. Uh, I think that some of the differences are that voice is often a home interface because you know if you're in the office, maybe you don't want to be talking to. Um, Alexa or talking to another 
device. So the, the mobile device is in your pocket. It's with you when it notifies you or pings you, you, you react. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think people are starting to think about like, should we be looking at the screen all the time? But what happens with voices, you know, you're in the kitchen, you're in the living room, and then you can ask, a, ask Alexa something and have that, that engagement. And then I know that, you know, Amazon and Google have worked very hard on the types of interactions and what they sound like and that, you know, the human voice is such a natural interaction, especially in healthcare, that I think people feel more connected. And we've seen that um, as well in testing it with people of, you know, it feels like she cares and it's because there's this ongoing communication and, and Q&A. But at the same time, I will tell you that, you know, the example I used to use was the first time my iPhone uh, popped up and said, you have a very busy day tomorrow. Your first meeting is at seven and your last meeting is at six. Um, I thought, wow, I do have a busy day tomorrow. Thank you for noticing. And so I think that, I think that mobile, you know, that, that we always strive at, at Wellpepper with our patient interactive care plans to, to deliver that empathy through mobile um, but we're actually able to find that, you know, doing that little interviewing and the kind of back and forth that you can do with voice can be even more powerful. Right. That makes a lot of sense. So let's go back to Wellpepper. Maybe you can introduce uh, listeners that have not heard Wellpepper to what you do and what the company is all about. Yes. Um, so we have a, a capability or a platform for interactive patient-facing care plans. And I know that that sounds complicated, but it's not. It's basically we're replacing all of the paper instructions that you may have when you've had a doctor's visit or a hospital stay or when you're trying to manage uh, a disease with uh, digital interactions. And we deliver those in different ways. We might send you an SMS reminder for something. We might send you an email. We may have you download a mobile app. Um, and we may have you interact with a skill, like an Alexa skill, or uh, interact through Google Home. And so it's really about those those reminders. You know, did you take your medication? If you didn't take it, why didn't you? How are you feeling today? Um, you know, what are you eating? All of the things. If you might be doing something like preparing for surgery, recovering from surgery, or managing a chronic disease like diabetes. And we are always thinking about what is the best way to deliver these experiences based on what someone needs to do and where they are? Oh, and I should also mention that we're then connecting them back to the care team because we don't believe that, you know, just sending stuff off to patients and having them do it is enough. We need to be able to close the loop and connect them to the care team when they need additional help. Great, great. So that's fantastic. So so this is this type of uh, communication would be initiated by the healthcare team and then provided to the patient and then the patient would use this as a tool to then uh, do whatever actions they need to do to take care of themselves but also then to uh, to have this uh, report sent back to the healthcare team. Is that correct in the way I've summarized that? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what we really focus on is that patients can and will self-manage if you give them the right tools. Uh, and then we need to connect them to the healthcare team and let the healthcare team know when people need additional help. And so it's not so much as remote, remote monitoring as much as empowering patients, giving them 
actionable tasks and things that they can do, and then noticing when there are challenges. So patients can proactively reach out and message um, with their provider, but we're also looking for problems. So one of the things that we found, and this is, this is text messaging, but there's absolutely no reason why this couldn't be voice-based messaging, uh, but we found that 70% of the messages that patients are sending through the system are, don't actually need a response. But 2% of them are urgent, and those are the ones we want to notify the care team that somebody might need additional help. Now, one of the things that you've uh, commented on is the fact that you more and more looking at voice technology. And I know you were part of a really, really exciting uh, project, uh, the Amazon uh, Diabetes Healthcare Challenge, um, or sorry, the Alexa Diabetes Challenge. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that and, um, yeah, you know, what, what came of that and that whole experience? That's really, really fascinating. It's a great story. Yes, um, it was an amazing experience. Um, so we uh, actually first started um, prototyping with voice back in 2017. And, and at Hims, which is the big healthcare IT event, um, we had shown someone interacting with a total joint care plan uh, with Alexa and doing some of the surveys and some of the check-ins that the person had to do as part of the total joint care plan. And then someone that, that we knew from, from Amazon had been working with Merck. Uh, so it was a Merck-sponsored uh, challenge uh, on this Alexa diabetes challenge. And the challenge was to help someone newly diagnosed with type 2 diabetes sort of manage their care using voice. And so what we developed for this uh, was a comprehensive uh, care plan. And it wasn't, you know, it's I know you're the voice first podcast, and, and I'll tell you that I'm the, the voice and person. So we think that voice is an amazing experience and an amazing interface uh, at certain times, and that but you do need other interfaces. So what we actually built was uh, a care plan that and uh, a physical device, which was a voice-powered scale and foot scanner, uh, and then a mobile care plan, because we know that, you know, people who are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes are most likely in the workforce, and they have to continue to, um, you know, take, take their care plans with them, and then uh, a voice interaction that was in the home at the end of the day. So one of the things that we learned from this was really around how you integrate with the fabric of someone's daily life. So, um, and there's a video uh, we can send a link to as well, but basically in the morning, um, a person uh, gets on the, the scale, the voice powered scale, and the scale obviously does one of the tasks in their care plan, which checks their weight. Um, but it also takes a picture of their feet and puts, up, puts it through a machine learned image classifier to look for diabetic foot ulcers, which are, the leading cause of amputation, hospitalizations, and in the U.S., a $9 billion cost per year uh, to the health system. Obviously, you know, the biggest issue is the, the quality of life that happens if you uh, have an amputation. So it looks for early signs of foot, foot ulcers. But at the same time, while someone is getting their foot scanned, they're actually checking off a few tasks in their care plan as well, like saying that they took their medication. And then, you know, they can take their care plan on the mobile device to work with them, fill out some more things, and then also check in in the evening um, through Alexa and do additional tasks there. So we thought that, first of all, voice was a great interface for the scale because, you know, if you have trouble seeing it all, 
you know, being able to look down at a scale interface, having the scale actually talk to you is absolutely um, really, really helpful. Um, but then we also had really the, the full care plan available via um, mobile as well. And we tested this with real patients uh, in a diabetes uh, foot and uh, wound clinic. And we, that's where we really got that feedback from um, patients saying that it really felt like she cared, she being Alexa in this case, uh, and that they, they really were having a natural conversation with her. We had one gentleman, um, you know, the, the scale prompt says, step on the scale and tell me when you're ready. And, and he said, ready when you are, which is exactly the kind of conversation you expect to have with a human, not necessarily uh, with a voice device. Wow, that's really neat. That's really nice to hear. So that's fantastic. So they step on the scale. They get pictures of their feet taken. And I don't know, have you come across anybody else that has approached diabetic foot ulcers in that way? Because I, I know from personal experience, I mean, that's, there's a, it's, it's a serious problem. It's, uh, it, like you said, I mean, the resources that go to treating this problem are immense. And, uh, you know, people are looking for ways to deal with this problem. The, uh, the pictures with the, uh, with the AI sounds like a really interesting approach. Have you heard of other people doing that? Um, not, with, not with voice and not with pictures, but there are definitely others who are trying to um, tackle this problem because it's a big problem. Um, so that, there's a, a company, I want to say in Calgary, um, that is doing, they're definitely in Alberta, um, <laughs> that's doing insoles. Uh, so sensor insoles, uh, and then there's a company that's done out of a, an MIT challenge uh, that has a mat, um, but we haven't. They're they're doing um, uh, sensing for like the thermographic sensing because that's often the first point is the hot spot, and that is something that we want to add to the scale. But you know, in testing the images, um, we were talking to a physician assistant who said. You know, generally these people are coming in, he'll take a picture of the bottom of their feet and show it to them and they are shocked at what they see. And that's because of the, the neuropathy that happens. Um, I think that, you know, voice, it just makes this so much easier in explaining to the person, you know, why are we doing this and what are we doing and when are we ready to do it? Like those voice cues, it, it just makes perfect sense. Yeah, no, that's that's great. It and this kind of goes back to what what you were saying initially that the voice, um, the voice interfaces is allowing the person like like this gentleman that you gave gave an example of. It's it's allowing a, an emotional connection with this machine that is helping them to take care of themselves, which is a great use of the of the technology. It's fantastic. Um, so as a result of this this project that you did, um, tell us what happened with the with this Alexa Diabetes Challenge and the outcome. Uh, well, we, we were the winners, um, although, you know, I know that the, the challenge, but there were five finalists, and I feel like everyone of the five finalists was was a winner um, because the program was really great. So um, the way the program works, I think they had 100 entries, um, and they had reviewers from all kinds of um, universities and um, health systems, and then, and actually a, a venture venture capitalists as well um, and they narrowed it down to five finalists and then the five finalists attended a two-day boot camp um, at Amazon in Seattle and then we all presented in September it was actually almost a year ago now um, 
we all presented uh, at a demo day that was held in New York. Um, and then we were, we were the grand prize winners. Um, one of the things I think that it was both that, you know, we had created a device for that used voice. So a novel, you know, invented a new device that used voice for the challenge, but also that we had thought about the care plan very comprehensively. And that I think is, as we think about care plans, it's not just about like what pill do you need to take or, you know, what activities do you need to do or what devices do you need to interact with, whether that's, you know, a glucometer or a, a voice powered scale, but being able to wrap that all up in a consistent experience and move through the different modalities, I think is key. Like one of the things I like about, you know, how we thought about this was that when we were thinking about the interactions, we're thinking about, okay, what would be the voice equivalent of this mobile experience? And when is voice a better experience? And I think there's one example, well, there's a number of examples, certainly in the, the, the scale of voice is a better experience, but um, you know, at the end of the day, the person comes home and finds out that there's a message waiting from their clinician. And so there's a notification on the device. And then they just say, you know, would you, you have a new message? Would you like to hear it? And, and she provides the message. I mean, that's, that's pretty natural. And, but I think that's kind of an interesting thing as we think about, you know, some of the things that we're doing in voice were things that we were doing previously, but much more expensively through, you know, automated phone systems and things like that. So I think there's much, more opportunity to do things more cost effectively, but also with AI behind them. Because previously, you know, with IVR type responses, people weren't really doing the analysis of what was happening. And that's partly why people would get so frustrated when they call in somewhere and hear, hear a phone tree. So that that's the part where I think like the, the voice integrated with experiences and then learning from what people are doing with voice is where things become very interesting. What stage are you at now with SugarPod? Where are you at uh, in terms of development, and and what's the future looking like for SugarPod? Um, so we are continuing to work with Merck on this, and um, it looks like we will be doing some more uh, clinical testing. Uh, I can't tell you exactly what that is yet, um, but it you know one of the things that we found this this was also very interesting was that uh, during the challenge we conceived this device as something that would go into someone's home. Uh, but when we tested it, we tested it at Kaiser Permanente um, uh, foot and wound clinic here in Seattle. Um, we found that there was actually a nice clinical uh, scenario as well in that uh, oftentimes the foot exam is not happening. Like people are rushed for time. And so, but you think about what happens the first, when you go to the doctor, what's the first thing they do? They take your weight. So if we can actually do another task at the same time as taking their one of their vitals that they're using for, um, that's not a vital, but uh, <laughs> taking a, a measurement that they're using for the appointment, it can actually make the appointment more efficient. And so, you know, I think we, we saw this at the, the voice conference and, and certainly there's starting to be more voice in health conferences as well, that, you know, the voice capabilities are beneficial to people at home, but there are a lot of really interesting ones in the clinic as well. That's really exciting. Well, congratulations on the sugar pod. That, that's uh, really, really great. And uh, of course, congratulations on, on winning. That, that's fantastic. Thank you. The big elephant in the room is um, is HIPAA compliance. And I know that I have been uh, hearing some rumors about um, 
it's coming with Alexa and and Google, and uh, hopefully it won't be too too long. But what what's your sort of take on that right now in terms of how do people deal with that? What do patients do about that and that sort of thing? Well, you know, I think there's there are definitely a lot of um, health skills out there. I thought I saw some number. I'm not forgetting. I'm forgetting what it is right now. But there are a lot of health related skills. Um, I think the question is whether the info, like, you know, where is the information going and how do you as a patient feel okay, you know, feel about this information? So, you know, there are, you can't actually email protected health information either, but, you know, the big but here is that the patient, the end user is okay with that, that form of communication that works, but I think health systems are generally a little more conservative. So while there is a lot of, interest in in voice in healthcare i think that one of the the challenges of adoption is going to be when we can secure it but in the meantime you know one way communication of um health information can definitely happen so i think you know those we're kind of in the you know people will continue to test things um and you know if you can get a patient to agree that they're okay sending information through this device, then you can actually do it. The question is, you know, which health systems are going to agree to that? Sure, that makes well, that makes a lot of sense. So um, we're just we're running out of time here, but maybe I can get you to kind of put the uh, the overview of where does SugarPod sit now in the overall um, framework of WellPepper. Um, well, yeah, it's a great question because we are actually a software company, <laughs> and. Uh, so it is something that we are working on, but I think one of the things that we're working on more, like, you know, we're more interested in than like physical device is actually the algorithm. So the algorithms for the foot scan, as well as the interactions with voice, because they may, you know, it may not end up in the form that we prototyped for the challenge, but certainly being able to collect patient generated data and whether that's responses or interactions with um, some sort of voice system or pictures uh, that are captured from a patient and being able to drive insight from that and start to basically automate care because we're able to drive that insight. That's, that's our core focus. And so SugarPod is, we see that as a, as a great collection device for both voice experiences as well as for these images. Great. And I have to ask you finally, where does the name Wellpepper come from? <laughs> well, we uh, we wanted something that would be appealing to patients. Um, when in the mobile world, and actually, if you think about it, in in the Alexa world as well, we have a, a Wellpepper skill um, that you know we're often deployed as co-branded. So it will be you know Wellpepper delivering your care plan from hospital name. Um, and so we didn't want something medical popping up. We didn't want it to be your medical care plan needs you to do this now. And so we wanted something that would be friendly for patients. I like it. Uh, yeah, no, that's great. I was just curious because I, I do like the name. I really like it. It is friendly. It well pepper. I just kind of like the sound of it. So so that's great. Um, wonderful. Well, and thanks so much for uh, taking some time out of your day to come and chat with us. I really, really appreciate that. Um, where can the listeners... Uh, find out more about what you're doing and uh, and what the company's up to? What would be the best place for them to go or links that uh, we could provide? Well, I, of the ones that are going to be easy to say so that you can find them, um, if you go to wellpepper.com, there's 
what we're doing overall as a company. And then if you went to sugarpod.io um, is where you can find out about what we did for the challenge. And there are links to video of the scenario that I described as well. Perfect. All right. Wonderful. I'll make sure to put those in. And is there somewhere uh, that's easy for people to connect with you personally if they would like to do so? You can find me on Twitter. Actually, you can find Wellpepper on Twitter as well. So it's at Wellpepper. And then I'm at Ann Wellpepper. And that's A-N-N-E on Twitter. That's, that's a great place to find what we're up to as well. Perfect. Okay. Well, I'll make sure to include a link to that as well. Well, again, and thanks so much for uh, for chatting. I know we, we've had a couple of uh, chances to chat in person at, at a couple of conferences that we've been at. And uh, where are you and or Well Pepper and or SugarPod going to be appearing next? Um, well, we'll actually have the SugarPod device at the Voice Health Summit, which is being held as part of the Connected Health Summit. And that's uh, October 16th in Boston. Uh, and they're putting together a really interesting sort of hands-on you know, here's what the new clinic room looks like with voice. Here's what the home looks like with voice. And so SugarPod will be part of that. And we're, we're excited to show that there. Oh, that's great. That'll be a really nice opportunity for people to uh, to see. I've seen the videos and uh, yeah, it looks very impressive. So, oh, that's great. I'm sure people will really enjoy that. Well, it's always fun to catch up and see what you're up to. And uh, congratulations on everything you're doing and, and on winning that challenge. Uh, it's fantastic. And I look forward to see... Uh, more about what you do with Well Pepper and Sugar Pod in the future. Thank you. Looking forward to uh, seeing you at the next uh, voice conference as well. Well, a big thank you to Anne for taking time to come on the podcast and share her knowledge. Uh, it's really exciting what she is doing with both Well Pepper and with Sugar Pod. And I mean, the fact that she and her company and her team won the Alexa Diabetes Challenge uh, is a testament to the incredible work and innovative work that she is doing. Uh, I really encourage you to check out the links uh, that I will provide in the show notes for this page at voicefirsthealth.com slash six. Uh, and going and go to her website at sugarpod.io and wellpepper.com to see the videos of what they have produced because it is very, very impressive. Again, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please do so so you don't miss any of the upcoming uh, podcast episodes. And if you feel so inclined to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, I thank you very much for that. It's greatly appreciated, and it will help us to uh, build and strengthen our community of uh, providers and industry leaders uh, and people with an interest in providing the best quality care to our patients and to society through the use of voice technologies. Until next week, uh, I'm signing off and I will talk to you then. Take care.